So employees are frustrated. They're tired. Um, they're they're coming to the media. They don't. They're they're working off of pens and papers. They're not sure what's going on. They're not being communicated to. It's not a great internal communication story. Um, but what we do know is they've been posting pictures of exactly what you just described. They saw the ransom notes. They saw it on everything from scales used to weigh food products to uh, to the actual manager computers, etc. These are available online. Uh, we know a tech uh, website called Bleeping Computer broke the story over the weekend that uh, that they have seen the ransom notes, that they have seen chats involving a ransomware gang known as Black Basta, which is reportedly has ties back to Russian cyber criminal organizations and particularly a notable one called Fin7. Fin7, for those who don't keep up and up on all the Russian cybercrime gangs, they've made about a billion dollars doing cybercrime. These are the big kids they uh hmm. they take down the big organization so so it's a really really bad day Anecdotally, we're hearing reports of you know every devices in stores has to get rebuilt and re-imaged and, and back on the network the the store shelves in some of the smaller communities seem to be impacted but overall sobe seems to be resilient to this but they still actually haven't said anything to anyone is there uh, any threat to the customers of Sobe beyond, you know, the problem that some groceries that they don't, uh, that they normally uh, see stocked aren't on shelves? Is it possible that um, names, credit card information attached to rewards programs or payment could have uh, also been grabbed by this group? It's it's very possible. I think the 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 only indications that we have right now are the privacy commissioners out of Alberta and Quebec have acknowledged they have received privacy reports uh, from Empire Co. Uh, acknowledging some kind of a confidentiality breach involving um, data. So um, they, they are required to do this under provincial legislation, particularly when important thresholds are met, like there is a real risk of significant harm um, from the loss of this data. Uh, more to follow, if you're listening in other provinces and you're like, well, why is it Alberta and Quebec? Well, fun fact, they actually have the most meaningful privacy laws in Canada and, mm. and some of the more real uh, consequences for companies. So they're going to be the first to actually get told something. The rest of us, and particularly at the national level, we're not going to hear anything until they're good and ready for it. Yeah, we spoke about the national level and how we have to get tough on cybercrime in Canada. It's costing us a lot of money. And Australia just announced they're getting tough. Here's Claire O'Neill. She's an MP. Here's what she says Australia is going to do. Have a listen. What they will do is um, scour the world, hunt down the criminal syndicates and gangs who are targeting Australia in cyber attacks and disrupt their efforts. Um, this is Australia standing up and punching back. We are not going to sit back while our citizens are treated like this way and um, allow there to be no consequences for that. Yeah, David, you were the one that made me aware of this video of Claire O'Neill MP talking about the message that uh, Australia is going to fight back against cyber criminals. Are they putting together a task force? How's it going to work? So they've put together a hundred personnel uh, permanent standing group between their police force and their cyber spying agency, the Australian Signals Directorate, which is the equivalent of Canada's uh, Communication Security Establishment or CSE. So they they're, they're getting serious about it. They're getting serious in the same way the Americans have, the Brits have, and we're not. Um, we just can't seem to get organized. What's important to note is they have a federal minister for cybersecurity. FYI, to other Canadians, we're bigger than Australia. 
They're 25 million people. We're 37 million. We have a bigger economy, but we can't get it together. But I will applaud Australia for uh, for punching back. I've been well, we've been talking for years, and I've been begging for this um, for us to stand up for Canadians. And and I just say. Australia's had a really, really bad go, uh, Kelly. They had 9.7 million people's detailed personal medical information leaked. The Russian gang behind that group, you know what they started with to blackmail the uh, the insurer and the Australian people? You know what they leaked out first hmm. as, as part of their extortion effort? Abortions. Every oh. person who had an abortion, their detailed uh, procedure, their address, everything else. They leaked it all. Uh, oh, a medically required procedure for people, an intensely personal decision for people. And that was the first thing. The second thing they did was detailed mental health records. Like these these criminals are the, the, the worst possible human beings on the planet. And Australia's had enough. Good for them. But maybe, maybe we could learn from Australia's pain. Maybe we could get our act together beforehand, before we have another entire provincial healthcare system uh we have the talent to do this to put something together that's similar 100 percent. listen there are amazing uh uh, people in the rcmp there are phenomenal experts in the communication security establishment i've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of these people there's not enough of them we need more absolutely but if australia can put 100 together we absolutely can put 100 together and hey guess what we can team up with them we're allies smart i wanted to ask you about this phishing scam that's going on uh and it involves podcasting in the podcast community which is getting pretty robust it seems like everybody and their brother has a podcast do you have a podcast <laughs> i appear on podcasts i don't have okay. my own podcast I'm not, I'm not that cool okay so let's uh let's talk about this what's the scam so uh uh, it's very common now for criminals to impersonate legitimate organizations. So we saw a, a major podcast producer, they have like 1500 some podcasts, put a message out saying, hey, if you saw a job posting on indeed.com, uh, it was posted by uh, this particular individual. Uh, it wasn't us. It wasn't it wasn't real that person was impersonating us um here's how things would go down they would schedule an interview uh using a video conferencing uh facility they would they would go through your interview they would give you an acceptance letter you would sign for the job you would be asked to give your bank account information and then bad things would happen to you wow Um, and and it's not unusual that when you sign for a job that you would give your bank account information so that they could direct deposit hundred percent. So, I mean, all the elements of like what folks have to understand is that social engineering, the manipulation of people's emotions and everything else works best when you look and act and talk like something they're used to or, or normally expect. The closer to normal you can be, the better success. And and the criminal class is getting really good. And in this hyper um, labor environment that we're in right now, this is a great way to hit people. And in and what an awful thing to do to a human being and an awful time of the year to do it. This could work for anything. Like it doesn't have to be podcast specific, this this phishing scam. So David, how do you protect yourself? Like what would you recommend people do if they see something like this? Like this was Indeed.com. Like they were disguised as Indeed.com, I guess. And it was fake. Uh, so, I mean, you're looking online. A lot of people get leads online for jobs. Yeah, it's it is. It's going to be a really tough one to unwind. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's probably really important to um, make sure and double check that the person doing your interviews is actually 
is uh, actually at the company. So checking out LinkedIn, other things, having a phone conversation. Um, but but by the sounds of things, hundreds of people may have been affected by this scam. This was a really tough one to detect. Being skeptical is really good, but it's hard when you're in a vulnerable position of, I really want this job. I don't want to come across like a tinfoil hat wearing critical uh, person. Yeah, because then they're like, okay, uh, I don't know uh, if I want you on your on my team. So how can employers make sure they're not used in this kind of scam? Well, it's that is also a big challenge. Um, and increasingly, even small and mid-sized companies have to be on the lookout for brand impersonation, whether that's on these job posting sites, social media, other things. You know, simple things you could do if you're a small business owner, create Google alerts for your name and your business, looking for new websites, new presences, other things going on. Um, that's a small step. It's a a personal thing that I do. Um, it's not just an ego validation thing for all the other media work I do. It's like, who is David Shipley on the web right now? And, and what are they saying?